Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We, we try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hi, my name's Nicole and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chat. I am really excited today because actually what we're doing is a bit of a bit of a different thing for us. We've got the Fringe Festival takeover episode and we are really excited to have three acts from the Fringe Festival come and join us today at our humble studios and talk to us about what they've been up to. And first up to come and talk to me is Joe from Faded Shades. Hello, Joe. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, very well. O- on my own, which isn't normal. Normally, Not on your own. There's no- norm- there's normally tr- backed up by Charlie and Liam, yeah, who S- couldn't be here today. So it's, well, we're very happy that you've come along. Thank you for coming in. Thank You're looking you. fabulous. There's normally three of you, like you said. Tell people who are listening, because obviously some people be listening, some people be watching, a bit more about you guys, your you know your background, who you are, what you do. Yeah, so from a three-piece alternative rock band called Faded Shades, who um, played all over London and Kent, and recently started working with an independent record label as well. So hoping it's the start of um, some big things in the future. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you tum- are you all from Tunbridge Wells? Are you all local? Liam is from around this area. Yeah, uh, we're from we're from Swanley, North, yeah. North Kent. Yeah, yeah. So not not too far afield. So how did you all meet up? How did you all, how did the three? I know you and your brother obviously yeah. met up. We you know your brothers introduced by our parents <laughs> him, a while yeah. back, un, unrelated to the band. Yeah, uh, and then met Liam on the internet of all places. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Tinder, but. Uh, Joined my band. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Me and him joined another band called uh, False Widow. Yeah. Back in the day. And uh, the other half of False Widow, they're actually playing Tunbridge Wells Fringe Festival as well. But oh, then, really? then yeah, they're now called Fishhead. Okay. Yeah, playing the grub and liquor. So Brilliant. Check them out as well. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. That's a nice shout out there. That's good of you to say. Know, so right. you've, have you always been into music? So you're a, very, you're a young man. We've discussed this. You're a young man. Have you always been into music? You've always been, like, what's been your inspiration behind getting you three together and doing what you do? Uh, yeah, always into music. Started playing guitar at about 16 mm-hmm. uh, and then started writing songs when I was about 20. Um, fancied recording some of them, an album's worth. So me and Liam got together, recorded a debut album in a spare bedroom at my grandparents' house. Brilliant. Yeah, just completely DIY style. And I needed a drummer. Couldn't find a drummer for love nor money. So I then got Charles to learn to play the drums. And that's your brother. So you <laughs> yeah. literally got him to play. I love that. What yeah. literally were like, we need a drummer. Step up, bro. Can yeah, you sort yeah. this out? Yeah, yeah. Went and bought a Pearl Export kit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just learned to play whilst jamming with me and Liam, really. Yeah. Ne- never had a lesson or, or learned a song in his life other oh than songs God. I've written. <laughs> so you write the songs. Yeah. 
So what's your inspiration behind writing the songs? Who do you like? Who are your who's who are you pulling that from? Uh Oasis, Noel Gallagher, um, Lou Reed, Neil Young. I really like an Australian singer songwriter as well called Owen Campbell. Okay. He's yeah, brilliant guitar player and yeah. a yeah, big influence on, on me and my sound and songwriting and whatever. So yeah. So good so so I mean it's just, is it is this what you want to do? This is what you want to do, make music. You've got an independent how did that all come about then? How did they find you? Uh so we released a single recently called Second Guessing, mm-hmm. our first single in about a year. Uh, and just put it out there and they got in contact with us, said, I really like your sound, um, fancy taking it a bit further and whatever. What what are your what are your plans for the future? Yeah. And obviously all three of us would happily drop everything we're up to, uh, to go and tour and whatever. Yeah. And get in the studio as much as possible and just release more music. And when you say putting it out there for those that like, do you know what I mean? How do, how how do you put it out there? Because we've had a few musicians on here. We've had like like we mentioned earlier before, we were filming Paul Dunton, and we've had some some other people that have come on. But how do you put it out there? Uh, there's so much groundwork that has to go into releasing a single before mm. the music's actually released. Mm. You have to um, get in contact with blogs and festivals mm. and writers and Instagram influencers mm. and. And you really need a big push so that when on release day, a lot of people are streaming your music and we live in the age of algorithms and you just need to trigger one Spotify algorithm to get you onto a release radar and, and then the whole thing's just a snowball effort really. But um, yeah, with, with streaming and whatever, if you're putting out music and there's nowhere near to listen to it in the first couple of days, it, yeah, it falls on deaf ears really. Mm. So yeah, you've got you to be fighting a few corners not just not just making good music but also being your own A&R and whatever yeah so it sounds like quite relentless yeah yeah that you've got to keep doing that yeah it's like having another full-time job and and all three of us are in full-time employment so it's yeah it's, it's, a, it's a lot lot to get on with but I guess if you're passionate about what you do I mean everyone I mean we talk to lots of people in business on this chat as well normally and and you know it seems to be if you're passionate about something you just got to keep going you just got to keep believing in yourself and just keep going yeah. all the time. And that's what keeps driving. Because it must be hard because, um, you know, we've had writers and things that you, you get knockbacks. Everyone gets knockbacks. Everyone gets knockbacks in life, don't we? In all, in all walks of life, not just yeah. music, but relationships, the, friendship, everything. It's tough. Yeah, what, it what, tough. How, do you, how do you keep going? How have uh, you kept going? Just always try and take a positive from any negative, really. Uh, especially get lots of reviews and not all of them are, are nice and uh but i just let it bounce off me really and unless a lot of people have the same opinion and you kind of have to address something you just yeah it, for, for every bad review there's two good ones so, that's a good attitude yeah, so reason, i like that reason reason to keep going you seem pretty laid back so is that so faded shades that sounds like a pretty laid back name what's what's the what's the backstory behind that how did you come up with that uh well we wanted to be called the shades which is what we call ourselves anyway it's always the shades this the shades are in town that uh but that was already taken so we needed a bolt on word um and faded it was yeah Uh, yeah it's as simple as that really that's a good name i like it i (laughs) like it it's very good so where can people see i mean so fringe festival let's talk about that obviously this is fringe festival takeover it's taking place at the moment this episode's gonna air at the end of the Fringe Festival, you've you've been doing stuff with them. You've you've played at the Grey Lady, yeah. All that kind of stuff coming out. How did that all come about with the Fringe Festival? 
Uh, well, I've known Paul Dunton for quite a few years now, um, and he's given us a handful of opportunities over the over the years. So, yeah, um, a lady called Debbie King got in Debbie contact. Debbie King, yeah, yeah, she's been on here talking about the Freemasons. Has so she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So she got in touch. Yeah, it just seems like there's a whole nest of little Tunbridge Wells family going on with the music, and yeah. once you get in one of them's pocket, you, you end up being introduced to the, the others, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Brilliant. So it's been nice good. For, so it's been it. good for you guys. Yeah, we've played. Um, we played the Forum. Yeah. Yeah, we played the Grey Lady. We played the Forum Basement. Brilliant. Um, Sussex Arms. Uh, yeah. So we we done the rounds of Tunbridge really. Sussex Arms. That used to be my local back <laughs> really? in the day. Yeah. Snake oh, Bite yeah. Black down at the Sussex Arms nice. many moons ago. But I love the Sussex Arms. Where Where's been your favourite place? I mean, the Forum. Come on, like that must be a great venue to play at. The Forum's pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. Especially as it's kind of a house household name as well it totally is it's the heart of Tunbridge Wells yeah Yeah, it definitely puts you on a pedestal above kind of you're running a mill welcome mic night or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah forum's good plus Oasis have played the forum so they have they have our podcast producer Giles Rapoli Phillips played the forum I mean yeah he has it's like all the names what um how how did you find lockdown I mean obviously we're in July we're going to get you know get some news soon hopefully the masks are off and we're all going to be good but how are you finding things? How have you found things? And how are you finding things looking forwards? Is there much yeah, more happening? I was relatively lucky because I was a key worker through lockdown. So, okay. Yeah, I was in building maintenance at the time and basically just commuting into London, which was a ghost town, and uh, and running taps for a living, uh, pretending uh, the one-man building occupancy. <laughs> <laughs> so you kept busy? Yeah, yeah, really busy. Yeah, it, uh, Other than carrying on with life and not having anyone around me carrying on with their life it was it, no, nothing really changed very much didn't affect honesty. you too much no so i think i've managed to stay sane that's good yeah you seem pretty sane you seem pretty level-headed i'll say joe <laughs> you seem pretty relaxed and level-headed what about the music did you keep keep up with the music did you find because some people were able to get music out a bit more because it was quieter, so you could make a bit more noise. No, yeah, we had the opposite, unfortunately, because we normally jam and practice at, um, at my grandparents' house, and obviously with our social distancing and keeping away from your your elderly relatives and what have you, we kind of had to um, give a wide berth on the studio. <laughs> How did they feel about that? Were they pleased? Were they getting a bit of peace and quiet? Or uh, do they like they like it? Of they, course they yeah, like it. Yeah, they love it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they love it when we come down, but... Um, yeah, so we, we had to knock it on the head for quite a long time, but it, it made it all the better when we finally blew the dust off the whole thing and got back into it and had a had a massive push to yeah to where we're at now. So yeah, we'll, we'll just continue to keep doing that really. And what would I mean go coming out of lockdown now? Going out, have you got more gigs coming up? You said mentioned something in July that's coming up. Yeah, so we're playing Camden Rocks. Yeah, another household name which I'm pretty chuffed about. Uh, we're playing the Spice of Life in August. Yes, yeah, so July 24th is Camden Rocks and uh, August the 13th is uh, Spice of Life, if you're, if you're around that way. And yeah, I mean, so how, if people want to find out a bit more about you, they, need, they can check you out on Insta, can't they? Where else? I mean, where, where, do you, where can we find more of your music and what you've done and what you're doing? Uh, you can follow us, yeah, on all social medias, bar TikTok. We haven't, haven't breached TikTok yet by uh, at Faded Shades Band. Mm-hmm. 
And also check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, or streaming service of your choice. Brilliant. And if you haven't got any of that, then get yourself to YouTube and watch some of our music videos. So you've got so brilliant, so we can watch you on YouTube. Yeah. What, what's your favourite bit about music? Do you like performing? Do you like performing in front of people? Is it? Is, do you really enjoy the energy of that? Or is it making the music, writing the music, or just all of it? Uh, yeah, all of it. I mean... Probably topping the bill would be going in the studio and seeing a song come to life that you've written on acoustic and then fleshing it out and making it sound mental and having Charlie and Liam's involvement and it just sort of, something small becomes something so much bigger than it's like, uh, you know, just a few words and an acoustic and whatever. But um, yeah, second to that would be playing live, especially when you've got a big crowd and that. We, we've played some brilliant gigs over the years. Like, yeah. Uh, O2 Islington it was a really good gig wow. yeah and it was it was pretty filled up and uh, yeah brilliant atmosphere and whatever yeah and uh, yeah, the, the songs kind of take on a different life when you when you plan them live because yeah. you haven't where there's only three of us each one of us has got to make such a big sound because uh, in the studio you can layer 16 guitar tracks backing vocals all, all of that but uh, when you're playing live you just have to rack up the distortion and, and make make yourself sound a lot bigger than what you are, you know. <laughs> that sounds good. I, yeah. I like the sound of that. And what, yeah. so you said you like Oasis. You've got someone called Liam. <laughs> your fans, but it's not your brother. Your brother's Charlie. No, no. How yeah. are you and your brother? I mean, obviously they're a controversial brother band or were. So yeah. how are you, do you, have you had any rucks? Have you, are you close? <laughs> no, Char- Charlie's the mediator, really. Is he? Yeah, me and, me and Liam, Ralph. So it must be the fact he's called Liam, not the fact they're brothers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the underlying factor. Yeah, but does yeah. it work well? It works. It must be really It must be really cool doing something with your brother. I don't oh, yeah, it. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, having that, that family vibe in it is amazing. Um, yeah, couldn't wish for anyone better to be on the drums for us, really. That's yeah. cool. And is it is it something in your like family then? So to be able to just get your brother to just learn the drums is... Is there, mu- is there music in the family, your parents, your grandparents? Uh, Influence-wise, definitely. Mm. Um, like my taste in music is very much born from my parents' taste in music. And growing up in the 90s and, and all of the, the Britpops and the Oasis's and the Primal Screams and what have you. But, um, yeah, no one else is actually very musical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my mum sings whilst cooking dinner. And Does she? Yeah. Well, the, the, or the, the, the local cats. Of course, she sings wild. well. Of course, mum sings well. <laughs> <laughs> Does she cook dinner well? Does she sing well? Oh, yeah. Dinner? yeah Does amazing. she? More dinners, please, mum. Yeah, That's good. Go. <laughs> so, you got lots. You sounds like you've got a really supportive family. Yeah, yeah. So, they love what you're doing. I bet they're really proud. Yeah. So, massively. they come to all your gigs? Uh, mostly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially the grey lady, because yeah. it's more of a, more of a sit down and have a chill out, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a not it's a really nice venue, the grey lady for, I've seen a lot of gigs there. And yeah. so, so what, what, what would be your ultimate, like if you could literally just play anywhere? Anywhere? Uh, my favourite venue of all time is Brixton Academy. Mm. Yeah. The amazing venue. It's in many, many amazing artists there. I'd, I'd absolutely love to play that. And uh, failing that, just any festival. I'd love to come out for sort of a late afternoon yeah. session at a festival, open air, and yeah. have the, the crowds and the banners and the flags and the burger vans and, and the whole works, you know? You love that. Yeah, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. That's um, a great atmosphere. Yeah, I've yeah, been to so many festivals that lose count, but yeah, to play one would be amazing. So it's an exciting time for you with this. I mean, you know, like you say, you've been signed to an independent label. They've got we're coming out of lockdown now so there's going to be a lot more opportunities isn't there yeah we're hoping to play great escape brilliant yeah that'd be good down in down in brighton I yeah think it is. yeah yeah that'd be brilliant 
There's lots so. going on. There's lots going on. So, I mean, things. Would you think you'll do the fringe next year? Do you think you'll get involved in more of these local events again? If we get invited, we'll be I'm there. Sure you'll Definitely. Be. I'm yeah. sure you'll be invited. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and so, I mean, how many? So, album-wise, you've pro- how many of how many singles and albums have you actually? produced yourself now uh, so our debut album is called it gets heavy uh that was completely produced by us and one of our close friends called aaron who helps us out and masterminds uh us uh, <laughs> uh just put it all together yeah pretty much yeah, yeah so we, we've got we've got one album out that one yeah. and we've also got two three singles out yeah and that's um chasing your love she left yesterday and second guessing uh, but all of them have been done in professional environments with Amazing. professional sound engineers and uh, mixed and mastered uh, to the nines. So, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you and you write so you write this content yourself. So that's how long does it take you to write? So is it? Do you just like have a inspiration like oh I'm going to write about that or I'm always intrigued how people write songs. I'm... Yeah, they normally just come in in a, in a flurry really mm-hmm. uh, you sit you never sit down to write a song you kind of just sit down and it writes itself in a way and yeah it, it, it's a bit odd and you look at it and you think oh wow i made that even though it just feels like it came to you kind of yeah. thing yeah and um yeah but we we can't record quick enough at the minute i've got songs coming out of my ear rolls really have you yeah uh all different styles mainly sort of indie rock yeah. borderline psychedelic but then we've got a couple of punky ones on the boil as well which are always good to play live yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah just it well we've had a second album recorded now for the best part of two years yeah. we we are at a week's residency in a studio called big jelly in ramsgate that's a cool name yeah so we literally <laughs> lived and breathed rock and roll for seven days straight like lived in the studio and it was just incredible but um after we finished that album, it was obviously uh, COVID bowled up and yeah, put that on hold for a little while. Mm. And now with this label, it's a bit more singles based with releasing things in quick succession. So the, this, the elusive album is still shelved, but um, one day we'll be releasing it. That's so, it's, that's brilliant though. I mean, what would you say to people out there that are, you know, it's a tough industry, isn't it? Yeah. What would your advice be to other people? Because you've been doing a while haven't you you've been doing this for a while and you've got a break so what would you say to people that are still trying hard uh my advice would just be go big and go hard from the very beginning and don't mess around with people doing you favors and getting stuff done for free and recording it yourself and trying to keep it real and keep it grassroots just save up a ton of money a good few grand go and get it done properly by professionals one single one music video and just use that proper quality content to yeah. make everything you need and uh, and just make it a success from the beginning. Like don't don't drag your heels and uh, wonder about the money. Just see the money as an investment and, and just go go big from the very, very beginning. I it, like it, this, Joe. I like your style. I mean, we're all about going big here, so yeah. I like your style. That's yeah. really good advice. That really is good advice, actually, because I think sometimes... You can be chasing a dream, can't you? And you can literally be like, oh, well, I'll, do, oh, I'll get this favour done, I'll get that favour done. And you yeah, just, you never there's no get point. That. You've got no. to believe in yourself and just go for it full-hearted, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, I feel like we would be where we are now probably three, four years ago if we'd have started like that. But obviously, you're younger and you want to do it yourself and you want to do it, I don't know, be true to who you are and what have you. But yeah. it's uh, just, just go big or don't bother. 
go big or don't bother. What better place to <laughs> roll the, to an end of this little chat here with you, Joe? Go big or don't bother. I there love that. I love that. Pr- pr- solid advice. Though. Solid advice. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But I personally will be following what you're doing. And Thank will you. you come back and have a chat with us maybe with the rest of the guys? And yeah, we could yeah, do like definitely. a whole chat, maybe get you to play us some tunes or something do we something. Can, yeah do a set for you 100 yeah. we love that but thank you for coming on to talk to us and i'm glad the fringe festival's been such a success for you yeah. and we will look forward to seeing you july and august and everyone needs to check out those dates and check you guys out basically brilliant thank you joe from the shades faded shades thank you thank thanks you. for the invite <laughs> cheers Nicole. Oh my word, I am ridiculously excited about this guest, the second guest on the Fringe Fest takeover of the Big Chat. Oh my God, it's Mama G. Mama G. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh my God, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Look at you. You are absolutely Glorious. So it's just a little something I threw on, literally as I arrived. <laughs> Got out of my car and this just sort of landed on me like a, in a Cinderella story you sort of li- way. You literally did. Yes, and here I am. You And honestly, you look fabulous. Thank you. Mama G, I mean, tell those that don't know the story of Mama G. Look, look, tell us. Tell well, us uh, let me tell you the, the very true story about how I became this fabulous, okay. Uh, well, I, first of all, I'm a storytelling pantomime dame, uh, and I go all over the UK telling children and their family stories about being who you want and loving who you are. Now, the way this came about is I've been a pantomime dame for about 15 years. You know, every Christmas, there I am, getting the laughs, getting the applause, getting the adulation, and I thought, with this gift, I should do something bigger than just trying to earn as much money as I can for these six weeks. So I decided I I would become a storyteller. And that was inspired by a production of Mother Goose that I was in. Mother Goose isn't a very well-known pantomime anymore, but traditionally, Mother Goose in France is a teller of nursery rhymes. Okay. So I decided Mama G sounded much cooler than Mother Goose. You know, I'm a very modern lady. And then I was down in Brighton, where else? At a vegan cafe, would you believe? And um, I started telling stories and it turns out that the families and the children of Brighton have been begging for this sort of entertainment. They've been wanting to be told that they're absolutely fabulous and absolutely fantastic, whatever they want to do with their lives. And then I realised this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I share my gift with the rest of the world. And now I force myself upon towns and cities around the country <laughs> and try and spread, spread positivity and goodwill and make people believe in themselves. Yeah, just, I just love you. Oh, how fabulous. I, I can't stop looking at the, the headphones on you as well. I can't hear a blooming thing through them. <laughs> um, but I think they look all right, don't you they? Look- you just look, you just look fab. <laughs> so, you. I mean, the Fringe Festival, of it, you, you mentioned to me earlier that you've been Seven Oaks, Panto Seven Oaks? Yes, I've done pantomime, in, I did pantomime in Seven Oaks for five years, you okay. know, with Dr. Carl Kennedy off of Neighbours, yeah. Dirty Den off of EastEnders, yes, Shane Lynch once Shane off of Boyzone. Oh, I saw that one. I was in it, I my darling. There. I was there. I got in quite a kerfuffle around Shane Lynch. I remember you did, actually. Oh, yeah, I got very... Your outfits were 
they were fantastic, amazing. weren't they? But there was a scene, you see, where Shane Lynch uh, came into the uh, laundry where I was working and he and I turned around and I was supposed to say, um, what can I do for you? But I got really flustered one performance and I turned around and I said, what can you do to me? <laughs> and then I laughed hysterically and I laughed so much actually that I ended up crying because I got so embarrassed and poor Shane was just stood in the middle of the stage wondering why this poor person was losing their mind. He must get it all the time, bless him. <laughs> So yes, I've done pantomime in Seven Oaks yes. for five years. And for the last five years, I've kept it in Kent, but I've been in Gravesend. Okay. So I upset somebody, but I can't work out who. Um, and now I'm, I'm trying out a free upgrade to Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. Uh, I've just got it for the one week whilst the, whilst the fringe is on. We're going to see if we like each other and I might see if I want to take it further. Oh. So, uh, so far it's going very well though. Yes, I think so. I mean, I'm sure everyone in Tunbridge Wells, I mean, I remember you in the pantomime. You were amazing. I just remember laughing a lot. And the, yeah, so I mean, clearly. But also, you're very positive and you're very... And you were at the opening of The Fringe, so I did see you. I yes. I saw you. I mean, I didn't see you to talk to you, but I, it's hard to miss you. I was wearing a completely sequined dress. You were. Uh, but I was... <laughs> I didn't realise quite how long some of the acts were going to be on stage, so I hadn't really prepared myself. So whilst I was wearing this beautiful sequined dress, I was also leaning up against a tree in my converse, <laughs> trying to mind my own business. <laughs> not, not attract any attention. But it was a lovely event. We had the talents, yes. uh, who were fantastic. They yes. did some incredible singing. Yeah. Um, their rock choir were there. Yeah. They were brilliant. Uh, lots of other singers and and people from Fegans, which yeah. is a charity that's surprisingly hard to say yes. without sounding like it's saving the Vegans. animals. <laughs> yes. And uh, from uh, uh, something like Make-A-Wish, but not Make-A-Wish. Share your dream. I can't remember what it was called. That's embarrassing. But a wonderful charity that helps uh, terminal ill children yes. uh, do, do incredible things in their last... Tailor-made dreams. Tailor-made well. dreams. Tailor I think that's dreams. who it is. Yes. yes um, absolutely amazing. So you enjoyed that. So you enjoyed the opening. And the Fringe, have you done any Fringe festivals before across Ooh, the country? Oh, I've done a few. Yeah. I've, I've been Exeter Fringe. I've mm. done other Fringes that I can't remember. But the that... Brighton, the Brighton Fringe. Oh, Brighton so Fringe. I've today. done Brighton Fringe. Yeah, yes. that's that's really fun. Yeah. That's fab fun. And then last year, actually, uh, they didn't do a Fringe, but they did a little season on the beach. So okay. I went and told stories down on the beach. Oh, how lovely. It was brilliant. And I'm uh, going back there again this year. But that, not about this. This is about Tunbridge Wells. This is what we need to I talk about. I know it's about Tunbridge Wells, but it's also about you, Mama G. We it, want to talk about you. It so it I know you about find me. it really hard to talk about yourself. Oh, can you tell? I can tell you're very shy. I'm a, I'm a wallflower, <laughs> really. But the, the tallest, most attention-seeking one. I'm a sunflower. You are a sunflower today. Have you always been a sunflower? Is this always been in? Is it always been your dream to be a sunflower, Mama G? Or is this? I can you can you disclose what else you've done in the past? In this, oh, I or is could, this, Were you literally born in heels? Oh well, I would like to say I was born this spectacularly, um, and but no, I've I, I was <laughs> no. I was quieter uh, as a, as a small person. I was actually a very shy child. Well, very and I can be a shy adult. Can you? Yes, and I think I use a lot of sequins and personality to overcome the shyness, so that when I'm in a room, yeah. I'm the centre of attention, darling. <laughs> uh, but I'm controlling it, you see. Whereas when I get shy and awkward is when other people are the centre of attention, and I don't know what to do. Um, um, that, that makes me sound obnoxious, but no, I'm not doesn't. obnoxious. No, it I'm, doesn't. And actually, I'm a lovely I think, person. Yeah. 
yeah, no, it doesn't make you sound obnoxious at all. I think actually, if you find something that makes you feel fabulous, then why not do it? Absolutely. And it makes everyone else feel great as well. So you're just spreading the love. And that's what I'm all about and is making everyone feel amazing because I want everyone to have the confidence and, and to, for their sequins to be whatever, whatever they, whatever they put on. Yeah. They've got. I want them to feel fabulous. Even if they're wearing a suit and going to work in an office, I want them to know that they're brilliant and perfect and fantastic. I love that. I love that. I'm, yes. all, I'm all for that. What about lockdown? How was Mama Jean lockdown? What happened? Well, I was actually very busy. Were you? Yes. The moment that Boris Johnson said that theatres should maybe close, mm. um, I went onto Facebook and started doing Facebook Lives. Brilliant. So I did Facebook Lives pretty much every Wednesday and Sunday for most of the actual lockdown periods. Mm. And they were great because I got lots of special guests on. Did you? Um, I got lots of authors to come on and be interviewed. I read lots of amazing books to all the kids. Um, we visited Sierra Leone in oh. one Facebook Live. We went to America and met someone from wow. Hamilton, uh, which was amazing. I did lots of Zooms for libraries and charities around the country. Uh, I populated my YouTube channel with videos that I wish people would watch. Otherwise, it was a waste of time. <laughs> I wish people would watch mine too. Oh, right. It's please, a nightmare. Please, watch our videos, please. Oh, is it asking YouTube. too much? Just subscribe. It's really not hard. It's free. Just press subscribe. That's all you need to do. Don't do subscribe to, to celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, don't subscribe to celebrities? Yeah, subscribe. Come on, Mama, do you're a celebrity. Sus subscribe to celebrities that are worthwhile. <laughs> like us um, but it would be nice to get a bit of support for YouTube it would be a little bit it would be nice wouldn't it would it? be nice because you put content out there isn't it absolutely so how many how many how many videos have you put out on YouTube it's probably about 100 wow brilliant <laughs> I mean, but I'll be watching them later thank you and subscribing um, please do yes it's at Mama G Stories if anybody's wondering thank you got that um, and I also put on a pride festival a digital pride festival oh amazing whilst we were in lockdown and that was incredible because we had um Lots of people people involved. Uh, Lolly, yeah. who off of being a 90s pop star, yeah. uh, who's fantastic. We had Elmer the Patchwork Elephant come and do oh, some stuff, you? which was very cute. We had puppets. Uh, we had authors from America. We had makeup artists from America, all filmed videos. Uh, Zoe Tyler did some stuff. Brilliant. Oh, gosh, it was amazing. So uh, I, I think lockdown was quite fun to be honest you got creative and I diversified got, yes i got really creative because the problem that i have mm. is i'm not very good at not doing anything yeah i mean I, I like it on a sunday yeah but for more than a couple of days i get a bit antsy i'm the same yeah and i'm a doer yeah so if if there's the opportunity for something to happen i'll try and my best to make it happen do you have like a whole home for your clothes i mean where do you keep all that because this Ensemble is quite. I mean, you've. I mean, incredible. I can't stop looking at your bust. It's amazing. Thank you. Shop bought. <laughs> but I'm just very impressed by your amazing attire. Thank you. But it must take up quite a bit of space. It does take up a fair amount of space. Now I have a storage unit. I won't disclose the location. <laughs> uh, but I'm also a bit like the princess and the pea. Okay. You see, so my my mattress is. Got attached to a bed frame, but the bed frame itself is precariously balanced on a mound of costumes <laughs> and outfits. So to get into my bed, what I actually have to do is I have to hook the rope ladder down. Right. And climb up ever so delicately. Okay. Because if you just tip the balance, you could be on the floor again. Um, and the problem with it, of course, is that to get the costumes out, yeah. I have to find a way of 
lifting the bed up. So what I do is I go around my block of flats, knocking on doors, looking for the strong men. <laughs> and I say, my darlings, would you come around to my flat and just hold my bed up for me again? That's all you need to do is just hold the bed up. I'll dip underneath. I'll do what I have to do, get what I need, and then you can all go. Who would be your ideal man to come and do that job? Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. And he loves Blake so much. Absolutely. And he's one of my favourite things in the world. Canadian. Oh, okay. I've I've got a penchant for Canadians. (laughs) I'm working with a very beautiful Canadian woman, actually, at the moment. Are you? Yes, there's something rather... And she does have a container full of clothes that you might quite well like. Fabulous. I and, uh, was hoping you were going to tell me she has a container of Ryan Reynolds merchandise. <laughs> if she did, I well, well, or Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that would Ryan be Reynolds would else. be great. I would I would take the clones. But he is rather wonderful, isn't he? Oh, he's lovely and he's he's just done a bedtime story for CBeebies. Has he? Yes. Oh, and he's featured in one of my stories that I tell during my show. Um we just have a little moment, a pause if you will to appreciate and reflect on Ryan Reynolds and to give thanks <laughs> to Ryan, which I think is an appropriate thing for a kid's show. I think that's brilliant. You've got to educate them young about being thankful for what's around them. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, I'm telling my daughter all the time these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. So, Mama G, do you write your own, you know, do you write everything? Is it all inspired by yourself? You said, said you like to tell stories. Yes. What are your favourite kind of stories? And then do you write your own stories as well? Yes. So uh, my favourite sort of story is I just love a fairy tale yes. because, you know, I love pantomime. So when I was a kid, the stories I grew up really enjoying were Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and Aladdin and all of that. So when I write my stories, I try and write uh, them along a fairy tale line. So the first story I ever wrote is about a couple of fairies called Fran and Vera. And they're feuding fairies. They're very angry at each other. Uh, Vera's a bad fairy. Fran's a good fairy. And they've got a friend called Silly Billy. And Silly Billy has fallen in love with a boy. And Fran thinks this is amazing because she's always wanted a gay friend. And Vera's a bit put out because she thinks that actually love is for boys and girls, not for boys and boys or girls and girls. So they spend the whole story trying to prove to each other which one is right. And of course, Fran's right. Of course. Because everyone has the right to love who they want. And at the end of the story... Absolutely. And at the end of the story, Vera sees it for herself. Um, so that's that's one that's the first story I wrote. But I think my most popular story is about Eunice, the horse. Well, it's called Eunice the horse, but the problem is, <laughs> is that Eunice doesn't like that name because Eunice doesn't think she's a horse, and she thinks the name sounds silly. Okay. Um, and this is where Ryan Reynolds come in comes in because it doesn't trip off the tongue. You see, like Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny or Ryan Reynolds. No, it doesn't. Please and thank you. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. And of course, Eunice eventually discovers that the reason it doesn't sound like a good name is because actually she's a unicorn. And Eunice the unicorn sounds right. It does sound right. And she discovers who she is. And it's really lovely. And I tell that with puppets. Do you? Why not? So you've got puppets as well? Got puppets. We do a little bit of BSL, British Sign Language, as we go along. But I can only do that to music. I'm still working on that. Uh, And there might be some trumpet playing. Yeah. There's lots of songs all trumpet original. Play. Yes, well, you play the trumpet. I play the trumpet. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've, I, we've, I've written a pastiche of the Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy. Uh, it's called the Trumping Thumping Trumpet Player of Terminal Three. It's about a homeless man that lives in Terminal Three at Heathrow, <laughs> and uh, helps the airport run by playing the trumpet. 
Brilliant. Uh, and we also, that story, if I tell it, I don't tell it very often because it's quite hard to remember. But if I do tell that story, that's also told with uh, song, like pop songs. Yeah. So uh, the, one of the characters is called Annie and she wants to be a weather girl because the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh. And so it's told along those lines, which is really fun. Where's the, where's the strangest place that Mama G's been and, and talked, like been around people? The strangest, strangest place. place. Oh my goodness. Almost interesting for you. I think, well, for me, just to go back to Canada, uh, the first place I did my theatre show, so the show that I've done here at the Fringe, the first place I actually did it was on Vancouver Island, which is in Canada, How in did that British happen? Columbia. Well, <laughs> I have some family in Canada, okay. and um, some of them are quite old. So I suggested to my mum, who is their relative, yeah. that we should go and visit them, really. Yeah. Um, and it, it turns out it was a good idea that we did, actually. Um, but whilst I was there, uh, well, first of all, to work in Canada as a British person yeah. is quite easy. Is it? Yes, especially a self-employed person, um, because you don't need a visa or anything. You can just do it. Uh, so I phoned loads of theatres in Canada and said, I'd like to put on a show, please. And one theatre said, yes. And so we went to a mining town on <laughs> Vancouver Island. I don't know if you've ever seen Shit's Creek. <laughs> It was just like the town in Schitt's Creek. I love it. Uh, full of bougie stores that no one really needs and just this beautiful countryside and the threat of bears every now and again. <laughs> uh, and I did I did my show in a, um, uh, like a Methodist church hall or something or, or, a, a, or a Jehovah's Witness. Or, I can't remember. It was a, it was a sort did of- they a, love you? They absolutely I did. And there was this one gorgeous moment afterwards where a politician- was canvassing, but took time out of her canvassing to come and see the show, mm. which I was quite honoured by. And after the show, she chased me to my dressing room. And uh, she said, well, she was from Yorkshire, actually, which is a bit weird. She said, I bloody loved that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. She went, hey, my dad is transgender. So I really identified with everything you were saying. And I was like, my goodness, here... <laughs> In a small town in Canada is a Yorkshire woman that's identifying with my stories. And I thought that's absolutely incredible. And it proved to me, as well as all the kids that were there that identified and loved the stories, it proved to me that these stories are really valuable. And they for are. people to be seen in their stories and to be represented in stories is hugely beneficial, no matter how old they are, where they are in the country, or how they're being represented. Um, so that was a lovely moment. I don't know if she won her election. I'm sure she did because she was charming. I think that's amazing. I just, I love that. And just bringing joy to people, you must absolutely just, it just feels good, doesn't it? Yes, it's an absolute gift to be able to uh, uplift people. Mm. Um, one of the most addictive sounds to me is laughter. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the case for a lot of pantomime things. So I love hearing people laugh. And even if I'm in a serious Shakespeare play, if I get to laugh, everything's messed up because then I just keep trying to get laughs. Even in Romeo and Juliet, I try and get some laughs if I can. Um, but yeah, so I love, I just love empowering people, yeah. hearing their laughter, doing yeah. it in a really fun way. Um, and also some people might come and see my shows and they might feel a bit cynical about it. They mm. might not think they need to hear these stories. They may not think that everyone should love who they want. They might be a Vera, you know what I mean? They might need to be educated. Absolutely. Bit, yeah. And what I do... Maybe older generations. Uh, yes, probably. Like you tend to get some older parents mm. and some grandparents who feel a bit resistant. Yeah. Uh, but what? So what I'm also doing, as well as uplifting the younger people in the audience and the people who are already on our side 
is I'm helping educate these naysayers yeah. in a way that's fun and accessible and in a way that they can enjoy. Because sometimes, you know, when people get upset about things like like, like racism, mm. transphobia, homophobia, yeah. and people should get upset about those yeah. things. It's really important you stand up for them all. But sometimes people use language that makes you feel like you're barred from the conversation because Absolutely. it's too complicated for me to follow. Mm. Uh, so I try and use language that everyone can understand. Yeah. And I think the more you mention Ryan Reynolds, the more relaxed people become. <laughs> So I try, I try and reference him as regularly as possible. Ryan, if you're watching, get in touch with me. And I'm sure he is. He must subscribe to your channel. Of course he is. He's number 151. Absolutely. (laughs) But I think that's it, isn't it? It's just making... Because children are so wonderful. They see things so clearly through their eyes. And as we get older, we get a few layers, a few bit of armour. And sometimes it's a bit hard to take that armour off. And I think what you're doing is making it universally just, just... people can just understand what you're saying in yes. a really simplistic but beautiful way. Absolutely. With That's... fun. With fun and sequins. And se- so what's your favourite outfit? Other than what you're wearing today, obviously. Well, uh, my favourite outfit yeah. is, it was made by a costume designer called Lorna Jean, who's yeah. in Margate. Yeah. So Kent, Kent, I'm all about the Kent connections. I know you are, you know? it's fantastic. And uh, it's a, re- looks like a really prim and proper like librarian up here. Okay. It's quite, quite a high collar, a bit of a necktie, yeah. puffy sleeves. Yeah. But then the skirt is books. So it's all like, it's all big, big, big spines of books that have pages in them. And it goes all the way around and it's absolutely beautiful. And that was made for a special occasion, which was unfortunately cancelled. But hopefully, if you keep an eye on your TV screens next year, you might see it. Oh my God. So, I mean... What could it be? Mama G, can we go shopping one day, please? Oh, I would love that. Where are we going to (laughs) go? You're going to take me shopping. Oh my goodness. You lead the way and I would be totally up for that. I would love to wear something you you could educate me on. Oh. How to look my best, maybe. Well, I know precisely where we're going, and it, okay. this might surprise you. Yeah. We're going to go to Birmingham. Oh. <laughs> yes, and we're going to go to a shop called Sequin Showstoppers, oh, which that. is the campest shop in the <gasps> world, and all it is is just racks and racks and racks of dresses with sequins on. I'm there. And this, this, this I'm is there. from Sequin Showstoppers. I'm there. I'm there. I might get. I might need a bit more sh- shop bought, but I'm there. <laughs> I'm definitely there. Mama G, you are an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on to the big chat and making it even bigger. And thank you for being on the Fringe Festival. And where can everyone find out more about you? Come on, we, we don't just want to watch you at the Fringe. We need oh, to... No, you need where? to find me on my social media. And you can do that by searching for at Mama G Stories yes. on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. <gasps> Although she doesn't know what she's doing on TikTok. She's trying to best. I Well... 14-year-olds, yes. I think, is the answer to that. <laughs> and uh, every Sunday at 1pm, yeah. I have Glitter Kids with Mamaji, which is my radio show on yeah. Glitter Beam Radio. Oh so you can goodness. listen to that as well. Okay. Well, we will definitely check you out. Thank you so much for coming to speak It's to my us. pleasure. And thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. And let's let's get that shopping trip in the diary. We're going to sort it Perfect. out now. Okay. So, third guest today's episode of the Big Chat Fringe Fest Takeover. 
I'm really, really, um, I mean, this guest is pretty something, to be honest. All the guests have been, but this is Molly, a.k.a. Biddle. Hi. Hi, Molly. Hi, how are you doing? I'm really good. I've got serious eyelash envy. Have all you? I'm going to put out there before we even get started. I mean, these are the eyelashes of my dreams. They are cool, aren't they? They are super cool. Not too big. Uh, I think we could go bigger. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I'm like, I thought mine were pretty big, but these are special. These really take over, don't they? They really do. Molly, thanks for coming in today to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, you're so welcome. I mean, it's great to see you. And I I don't like to talk about age, obviously, never much at all. But you're, you, I mean, you're one of the youngest guests I think we've had in here. Really? If not the youngest guest lovely and you're you're proud of that i would imagine because well, you've done pretty good for yeah that's quite an exciting name to hold yeah. the youngest guest <laughs> i mean not bad going <laughs> but do you know what i mean you for, for tell people who don't know who you are and what you do i'm a bit about you. yeah i'm molly um also known as biddle um i do music i've been playing for about three years now um 16 years old uh started out when i was 13 so quite a development um but yeah really really love music i've been writing and performing since 2018 that's amazing so you so so 13 really young so did you start when you were 13 or was music always been in your been in your bones i mean yeah it's always been i'm in a musical family so been surrounded by music um and i used to play like clarinet in school and stuff so Mm. I, i started out in other places but in terms of songwriting that was 2018 so when I was 13. And what was the first song you wrote? Oh, that's a good question. The first one that I released and was known and is still sometimes on my set list was called Angel Wings, mm. which was about my dad because I lost him when I was 12. Aww. So that was, it kind of turned into a coping mechanism, um, mm. writing music, and it was just a way of processing for me. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that about your dad. It's no problem. Yeah, so Angel Wings, what a beautiful way to remember him. Exactly. It was a fundraiser as well, actually. Um, I think it was for cancer research. Yeah. So, yeah. That Is was... that how your dad passed away from yeah. cancer? Yeah. Yeah. cancer so, that's... so so angel so that was the first song you wrote that was that's beautiful and like you say it helped you process it so have you found music has been a way of sort of processing emotions yeah that's exactly what it is for me it's you can kind of hear through my songs the de- development and just me processing different things mm. grief of my dad mm. um i struggle with mental health issues like anxiety mm. so just yeah a lot of stuff it's just really helped me and listening to music's always helped me so that's why i wanted to write it that's incredibly um, like cool that you put that out there as well because I think anxiety is something that we talk about a lot on this show. Because, really? Well, yeah, because we all suffer. I suffer from anxiety. You know, sometimes we come across as confident, but actually, you know, we suffer. I lost my dad a few years ago. and I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's how we cope with things. We all cope with things with different mechanisms, don't we? Definitely. So, but music, what a powerful, positive way of doing that. And I'm sure your music really helps other people as well. That's something that I really love because obviously it helps me, but then also people can listen to it and yeah. resonate with it, which is amazing. Um, and quite often at performances and stuff, I'll have people in tears with my songs, which is just nice. It hits people in the right place, Yeah. which is what I'm trying to do. So your musical journey started at 13. So you Did. were so, I mean, that's almost like your dad was kind of looking down on you, giving you a little bit of a... A bit of a push. Mm, exactly. That's how it felt. Yeah. And what happened after that? So you released your first song. How? Wh- where did you release that? I released it. I mean, my songs now are on Spotify. Yeah. I can't remember if that 
song went out on Spotify before my gig, before my first performance. Yeah. Can't remember if I had music out before then, but um, my first actual gig was an open mic at the Forum in 2018. That's cool. Yeah, October time. And then I got offered a slot in the stable at the Forum, yeah. which was my next kind of proper gig on a lineup. Yeah. And it just went from there. That's just met so the right people. You t- Well, it just fell into place and you're incredibly talented I thank mean, your you so music much it's amazing i appreciate it yeah it really is and do, so do you just is is that all you're about now it's just all about music it's all about music mm. that is my top passion mm. and the thing that i focus on the most especially now i'm done with gcse's in school yeah it's just yeah my main focus especially this year and what a focus to have a hundred percent and how is playing at the forum how did that call come about then the first gig we love the forum we, we're gonna Forum's big chat's amazing. gonna be at the forum next year really as soon as we're yeah as soon as we're out and about we're gonna be we're gonna be live chatting to people at the forum amazing that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be really interesting yeah we that's what we want to do we want to sit and have a big chat there and yeah we've talked to the guys we're, we're gonna have a members club we're gonna do all that kind of thing so cool but obviously at the moment we've been a little bit restricted what we can do of course so how did that first gig come about so yeah I saw that there was an open mic going on at the forum I can't remember how I heard about it but I think maybe someone told me and said you should go for this and I was like yeah maybe I will you know a little live performance it's only like two songs at an open mic so um I just went and performed I was so anxious to do it and I remember actually as well I met someone there that night that I still know who invited me to a gig as well and kind of helped me get out there a little bit um, and yeah, met the right people at the forum as well, and they offered me a slot at the stable, I think, a week or two later. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So who's been your influences, your musical influences, would you say, Molly? I'd say in terms of, because I started out on ukulele, um, and now I play baritone ukulele, which is just a slightly deeper version of it, still a four-string instrument. Um, but Chloe Moriondo was my top inspiration. Don't know if you've heard of her. I haven't. I I probably should have done. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. And she's just getting out there herself, really like growing big now. Um, Just bought out her first album and everything. And I actually supported her in London on her first tour down here from America as well a couple of years ago. So that was a real amazing step in my career because she was who made me start. And then obviously I got to meet and perform with her. So it was amazing. That is so, so I bet you've met some really interesting people. A hundred percent in the music career, you know, even just people playing at the forum or on different lineups, you just meet the coolest people and people like-minded to you who also enjoy the same passion. Mm. So yeah, it's amazing. And is that the, is that the, I mean, what, what is it you enjoy the most? But I mean, you say it's creative, it's a way of processing, but yeah. is it that energy that you're around as well? Do you just love that? Definitely. Just the energy at gigs. You can't beat it, honestly. It's just the best, and I can't wait. Obviously, tonight's my first performance in over yeah. a year. So, but yeah, I can't wait to get back on stage. So, literally, the Fringe, Fringe Festival is going on at the moment. So, when this gets aired, it will be the end of the Fringe Festival. It would have been the two weeks. So, cool. What have you been doing with the Fringe? Debbie obviously got in touch with you. How do you know Debbie? Yeah. How do you know Debbie, your talents, and the so, Fringe guys? Yeah, only from the Fringe Festival, because yeah. it was actually someone else from the forum that I've worked with passed okay. me on the link for the Fringe Festival and said, You should sign up for this. Cool. And I thought, I've been thinking about getting back into gigs just didn't really know where to start because obviously it's still hard with covid to find slots and i thought yeah this would be a cool cool opportunity love playing a festival i played on fest in 2019 Brilliant. which was amazing so yeah i just signed up from there and then obviously got to know debbie yeah um and other people from the fringe festival so that's exciting yeah and you're pl- where are you playing i'm playing at central market in town amazing. so really good slot on a friday night i'm gonna come and see you you totally should i'm totally gonna come and check you out you tonight. should come I'm down i'm literally gonna come i'm Do definitely it. gonna yeah absolutely 
And if you've got lots of support, I mean, your friends and your family must be so proud of you, what you're doing. They're amazing, honestly. I've got the best friends. They just support me so much. Um, my mum, my girlfriend, everyone is just amazing. Oh, that's They're all so really good. Cool. And so, and do you find that people, where, where are people finding out the most about you? Where are you finding that you're, or is it just all different places, live gigs? All different places. Because lockdown, how's that been for you, lockdown? It has been hard. In a way, I found it good for creativity. Um, I bought my baritone ukulele in the first lockdown, so just kind of re-sparked my creativity. But um, it's hard to find motivation in some ways. I think a lot of people have struggled with that. Yeah. And it's hard when there hasn't been performances on as well yeah. um, to bring out new stuff and to make it known as well when mm. you can't perform it. Mm. But um, I also am on YouTube and stuff as well. Um, my YouTube channel blew up a couple of years ago. So that's got 44,000 followers now. That's amazing. So that's really helped me out creatively. That's brilliant. To have a platform. And you and I, t- I was I was checking out with Ash, the videographer. I was checking out some of your some of your content. And yeah, it's beautiful. Thank the videos you. and stuff. Like you, re- you're really cool. So who who does all of that? Do you work with different people? I, I do all of it myself for YouTube. Brilliant. Recording and editing. I yeah. love it. Gives me something to do. Gives me a task. So you're artistic as well. A little bit, yeah. I so mean, I'm not good at art. <laughs> Actual art. <laughs> well, it's, that's you know, that's like, I mean, who decides what's good and what isn't? That's true. I mean? Very and you're true. Creative. I mean, the way you present yourself is it's that's in itself is art. I would say. I've... I definitely I like that way of thinking. Actually, yeah. everything's artistic. It is. Don't you think? Hundred percent. And you like you did you did share a couple of like tattoos with us. You like I tattoos. did. How many tattoos have you got? Oh, good question. Now I've got a new one yesterday. I think it's 15. 15? <laughs> a lot of them are very small. That is 15. Yeah. What, what was your first tattoo? What was the first tattoo you had? It was this little three lines on my wrist. Oh, I like but that. But it was just a little stick and poke that I yeah. did when I was 14. Very young to start. <laughs> we <laughs> are that's... not advising anyone to do stick and <laughs> no, poke No, don't on do show. that. <laughs> do not do that. Not so. Wait till you're old enough and please go and see a regulated tattoo artist. <laughs> 100% I agree with that who do, who do you like to who, who does your tattoos now? it's someone weirdly who I used to go to school with mm-hmm. in primary school um, she's 18 so a bit older than me but um, yeah she's an underground artist at the moment cool. so I was one of her first clients because I saw she was doing them in lockdown I was like would you do me one <laughs> I'd love to come to you but Amazing. yeah 15 yep so you can handle pain I mean I've had a few tattoos yeah they They're... can be painful yeah on your foot That's... Not. Yep, worst place. Have you got any on your feet? I've got one. That was my worst one. I had a I had a guy called Johnny Breeze tattoo my foot, and he is literally tattooed from head to toe. Oh God! Uh, the only place he didn't have tattooed was his head. Yeah. And as he was tattooing my foot, a three hour long piece on my foot, he I said, well, "Is there any way you don't have tattoo?" And he said, "Well, I'd never get it on my foot because it's ridiculous. It's the most painful place to tattoo." <laughs> oh, God. I was like, Thank you very much. As you're doing <laughs> my foot, that's what you want to find and out. It was just so <sighs> sore. Oh, it's so painful. I don't know what it is about feet. Is it just has a lot of nerves or something? It's a lot of nerves. Yeah. It's a lot of nerves. Talking of nerves, do you get nervous? You said you said like mental health anxiety. And, yeah. You know, do, I mean, performing is, I would say, very courageous. It yeah, it can be very nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, definitely with my anxiety, that is a it's a very hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah. To put it slightly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, most of the time, I've had a couple of gigs where I've had to back out with anxiety. Have you? Um, yeah, which, you know, I think 
a lot of artists and That's creatives, okay. yeah, deal with that at some point in their career. Oh, absolutely. Because everyone goes through hard times with it. But a lot of the time I overcome it and I find it in a way comforting performing because I'm singing about something. I'm singing about my mental health a lot of the time yeah. to people who are like-minded and understanding. Mm. And the crowds at my gigs and the people who come to support are often really understanding people who deal with the same things. That's really So cool. it helps in a way. Because Fagans as well is one of the charities, isn't it? That, oh, amazing. That the Fringe Festival is supporting and yeah. that's helping children with mental health and that it's it's becoming more talked about now um arguably my generation it's got better but generations before that no one talked about mental health no this is my mum and dad didn't talk about it at all i mean they didn't really talk about anything i mean mum you did talk about a lot but just in you know it just wasn't really it was kind of taboo it's as were lots of things definitely becoming a more comfortable subject i think which is good amazing it does need to be because so many people deal with mental health issues yeah, and of it has to be spoken about so people don't feel so alone in it totally and i think you know, like you're saying it's well it, we, we talk about physical health we talk about eating the right food this we talk about it. looking after our bodies and exercising yeah. and yet we don't seem to talk about our brains no. and what we think in, we're all we all think we all have mental health we all have mental health it this doesn't have it. to be a stigma or a bad word exactly. associated with it it should just be totally normalized as should most things exactly I think. Or all things to be fair 100 um, percent. people you know, need to be open-minded they do they really do so what sort of, is there any little things that you do to sort of get over anxiety before you go if you go on stage i mean i'd be terrified <laughs> it is terrifying I usually will pump myself up on music and stuff beforehand. Yeah, instead of trying to get into a calm mindset, I usually just try and flow with the adrenaline a little bit yeah. and kind of get into it. Um, but yeah, that tends to help me. I mean, music all round is just my main healer, whether it be writing it or listening to it. I so yeah, I'll just get into a zone beforehand. So who are your favourite people to listen to? You mentioned earlier favorite, one of your inspirations, but yeah. who, who do you listen to when you're at home with your girlfriend or your mum? What, 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 you, what are you listening to? Well, I love Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. She's always been oh, a big inspiration. Favorite, yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And another inspiration for me, maybe not in style of music, but just how open she is and creative she is um, with her style of music and just her in general. She's just not afraid to be herself. And yeah. that's something I really aspire to be like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Youngblood as well. Yeah. Um, Milky Chance. Yeah. Who else? Oh. So on the spot, I feel like I need to look at my playlist already. Yeah, know, I mean, there's just work. Do you have playlists? Do you share your playlists? I mean, you yeah. Spotify, I use Spotify. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels quite a personal thing. It is a personal Some of them thing. are public, but yeah. yeah. 100%. So what so what have you released? What have you released so far? Excuse me if I sound like a total novice. <laughs> You're you know, all good. What have you what have you what have you released? What's out there? What's coming out? What's you know in the future? Tell yeah. us a bit about that. So I've got a few songs out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um After Shaving Cigarette, Spiked. Uh, a song came out last year which is my most recent to date called Young With You that had an animation video with it and that's my most recent song that's I released. That. That's the beautiful animation video I saw. Have you seen that? That's so beautiful. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. I'm Honestly, very proud of that. You should yeah. Be. It was my favourite song I've re- released to date, I think. Oh. Um, and I've got a new song coming out. I haven't got a date for it currently but I just got the electric guitar back on it the other day and it's sounding rocky. It's sounding good. That's so cool. Different to my other stuff. Um, and that's actually how I met my girlfriend as well, because we worked on a project together and I wrote a song for her project because she's an artist. So she did a performance art piece and that's how I met her because I did it with her and wrote a song. 
And That's yeah, beautiful. It's a really cool way to have met, creative way to have met. And what's your girlfriend's name? Hayley. Hayley. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So you're, so you're going to do more work together? You're going to work together on more 100%. projects? 100%. Yeah, we've already got another couple in the works, so. Brilliant. Yeah, and you're gonna And you've got the friends, you've got your, you've got your gigs. What else, what else have you got coming up now? We're coming out of lockdown. Have you got more things planned? I haven't got any gigs booked at the moment. What? I know, I really need to get on it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this was my first one booked back at the moment. Um, I have spoke to Paul Dunton about potentially doing local and live festival and playing at the grey lady at some point because that's been on the cards for a while um but yeah apart from fringe festival nothing's booked at the moment which is quite sad need to get on it everyone's gonna see you now on this they're gonna be like well we need to talk to this molly we need to find out more about percent. where did the name come from biddle where's that from that's a nickname from when i was a child is it (laughs) my mum used to call me it which it's still really weird to me now when I'll meet someone and they'll go, you're right, Biddle. And it's like a childhood nickname. That's so cute. Yeah. What, what is Biddle? Just that's where, where, uh, tell me. That's like, um... I wish I knew. Oh, it's a question to ask <laughs> my mum. Mom. Yeah. I met your mum earlier, didn't I? You did. Yeah, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to be like, can you give me inside info? She probably It's probably top secret, to be fair. It's. Do you know what? I don't even think she knows. I think it was just one of those things that just, was said. That's a co- Well, that's really cool. Yeah. And it was just unique. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of artists called Molly. I thought, I just want something unique. Yeah. And it's what I called my YouTube channel at first because I just wanted a name for that yeah. that wasn't my name. Yeah. And then obviously my music came from that. So it just kind of stuck. And now it's on music posters. And I'm like, well, I'm going to just leave it as it is because that's what I'm known for. That's amazing. Did, yeah. did, you, did you think, I mean, you're, I mean you're, you know, you're really, you've achieved a lot at a young Thank age. You. Did you think this was, was this always what you thought you want to be when you were little? When you I, were sort of teeny, teeny, six, seven? I always wanted to be an actress, weirdly. When I was really young, mm. that was the dream. Um, but I mean, growing up, I was always doing karaoke and stuff on holiday and I was always told that I could be a musician, I could be a singer. Um, but it wasn't really an interest until it became, yeah, a coping mechanism and Mm. something that I found I could really get lost in and process stuff through, um, and just found a love for, but yeah. So that's it now. That's it now. So what, so what are the big dreams? What are the future big dreams? The big dreams, just to make it as an artist and to be able to make it a career, Mm. which already is, you know slowly becoming a reality um but yeah it would just be amazing and also I'd love to like go on a tour around the UK with some artists some cool artists because obviously I've supported some cool people in through my music career but um I haven't done any tours apart from to London so it'd be cool to go to some different towns that's a big dream and more of these festivals I guess because things like the Fringe Festival is a great way for you to I mean look we're talking exactly we're here we're here but you know honestly it's like things like that as well to get into local communities exactly it's just organically reaches you out to other people that might i might not necessarily have found out about you exactly (laughs) do you you think it's really it's really great to meet you and hear about your story and i think also it's very inspirational that you do you're you, you know you're open about the fact that you've got anxiety but you're overcoming it Exactly that. Overcoming it because that makes it sound like it's like a negative thing. Learning to cope with it though. Yeah, it can be super negative. Yeah, this is the thing. Just learning to deal with it and being able to be there for other people through music as well. Because I think music can say stuff that you can't always say with words as well. I love that. So it's a good way to get the word out about mental health. Can you write a song about Big Chat, please? A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Be inspired. Yeah, well, I don't know. It'd probably be a bit cheeky, not very (laughs) emotional. But no, but I... I could make it emotional. Could you? hundred percent. Oh, please. Write me to do that and then come back on. Come back with the song. Come back and do that. I would absolutely love that but you I'm never gonna, know I'm gonna come watch you tonight I would love that I'm gonna check it out I'm gonna totally check you out because I think you're 
a fantastic young woman. Thank you. Real inspiration to, I mean, there's been a lot of anxiety, rises in anxiety through lockdown, hasn't there? Definitely. And I think putting that energy into something positive like music, like you're saying, where it's really helped you. Exactly. It's brilliant. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And I mean... What what else can we what what else can we expect to see? What else can we expect to see? Definitely a bunch more YouTube videos. Brilliant. A bunch more music. Brilliant. I'm just yeah, I'm going to college for music in September, so I'll be focusing on it as a full time thing now that school's out of the way. And for those that don't know where you are with your forty four thousand <laughs> followers, which is forty three thousand and nine hundred more than me. What Love is that. that? <laughs> but where you know, where where can people find you? Tell people on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Instagram I'm very active on there. Um YouTube. All under Biddle. Yep, yeah, all under Biddle. They're yeah. the main two platforms I use, cool. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, and on Twitter, Biddle Official. And, and TikTok. Not, just and TikTok and if not, just check out the lashes. I reckon they'll <laughs> see the lashes. And I mean look, I say that with love, because I love lashes. Love that. I love lashes. So I'm totally gonna be asking you after this where you got those lashes from. Amazon. Amazon. Don't I know. Give them any more glory than they've already got. But they look beautiful. <laughs> thank well, you. you you're, you're epic. So thank you for coming on, Molly. You're epic. Best thank you for having me. With everything. Thank and you very thank much. Thank you for talking to Big Chat. Thanks a lot. 